Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the world-famous Chicky Jaguar radio broadcast here on Talk America Live. Each and every week, we bring you Talk America Live. Also, find us on The Mix on Tuesdays. Each and every week, The Mix. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. And we have a fantastic guest joining us here on our big broadcast. And a, a brand new book, Anti-Bullying Campaigns in Schools and Communities. Get a lot of press. So uh, what about all the bullies in the world simply stopped being bullies just because there's a heightened awareness of the issue? And, of course, we've got a great guest joining us today here on the broadcast. And uh, go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Hi, everyone. My name is Kalyani Pradeshi. I live in Calgary all the way in freezing cold Canada. It is freezing cold today. Um I spent my entire life facing bullying through school and in, in the workplace and also within family. So I finally decided I need to pen down what I know and see how I can help other people. Because this is second nature to me, but it might not be to people who are really battling. Fantastic. We've got Kate Yanni with us today. She joins us live here in the broadcast. So talk to us about this book, Why Bullies Bully and What We Can Do About It. My experience has been very simple in this, and it might be generalized, but this is what I feel it is. That in schools what happens is that when kids are bullying, it is kind of like a cry for attention. Not a two-year-old tantrum crying for attention, and it's more like, you know what, I exist, I have a voice, and I have control. Because they're battling with some place else in their life where they don't feel they're in control of what's happening to them. So they are desperately trying to carve out their existence in all this noise. It's not the right way to do it, but it is the only way they know how to. Um, Children, unfortunately, don't have that emotional maturity to recognize that if something is being done to them which they don't like, they shouldn't do it to somebody else. They shouldn't subject another human being to what they are feeling. So what I have noticed, and I had, the reason I actually ended up writing this book was because I had attend, attended, I was volunteering actually at my daughter's elementary school, and they had an anti-bullying workshop. It was beautifully presented, you know, we were talking about kindness and how compassion can make a difference. And about a week later, the bullies in her school were at it again. So she said to me, Mommy, what's the point of these workshops if they're going to bully anyway? So I've always seen... You know, talking to bullies about being kind is like putting a Band-Aid on an abscess because you're not getting to the root cause of it. Nobody's stopping and asking the bully, okay, there's clearly something going on here. What is wrong and how can we help you? Because you're, you are crying for attention. This is a cry for attention. Let us solve what is hurting you so that you don't have to hurt other people to deal with your own hurt. Because that's what bullies are. They hurt people. And hurt people can only give what they have in their heart, and that is hurt. So how about we get to the root cause of that hurt and we heal that together? And that, I think, is the first step towards putting a 
closer end to bullying. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Talk to us about why no one speaks up against bullying and how we can help. The reason people don't speak up against bullying is there are two main fears as a victim of bullying. The first one is that no one's going to believe you. Um, you know, I think it's hard enough as a victim of bullying, I've experienced this, that you accept that this is actually happening to you because there is a stigma associated with bullying. We think that there's something wrong with us and that is why we're being targeted. We are the weird ones and that's why we're being targeted. So it's very hard to accept that, okay, this is what is really happening to me and I need to do something about it. The second fear is that the bully will retaliate. And, you know, it is a very valid fear. It's a very, very valid fear. What can solve this is communication. So first of all, I always say this because it took me a while to flip this mindset in my own brain was that, you know, as a victim of bullying, I'm not a victim. I'm actually a hero because I still get up, I still show up every day, and I trudge through that hell every single day, but I make it through. I survive. You know, I, I'm not quitting. I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to quit. So recognize yourself as a hero because you are going through this and you still keep going. You, you haven't quit on yourself. And the second thing is communication. So one of the things that's specifically included in my book is templates for, it's like a swipe and write your own thing. I feel when you are, you know, in that, in the midst of that pain, it's very hard to articulate to somebody who can help you what's really going on because you're partly in denial. So I have these templates inside my book where, you know, kids can take it and they can write down exactly, I've given a choice of emotions that they can say, this is what's happening, this is how it makes me feel, this is what I would like to see done. How can you help me? And then a step-by-step -step thing of who to report it to, um, how to follow up, and again, once you're following up, show the work that you have done because people are more likely to help you when they see that you have done the work. Um, that was the idea of putting in these templates. And then, of course, mention your fears, which is something else I've included in my book. Is like, look, I'm afraid that the bully might retaliate what are you going to do to protect me? As someone in authority, what are you going to do to protect me because this is a very valid fear? You see, if you ask the right questions and you communicate the right way, you will get the results. And I found that there's so many policies and procedures out there about bullying that it's legalese. It's all this legal language that children cannot understand. And that's why I've written this book in a way that parents, teachers, and children can understand very easily. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast. Kalani's book is available, Unbullied, 14 Techniques to Silence the Critics Externally and Internally. And she joins us today here on our big program. Why ending your life because of bullying is not an option? I am speaking from a purely personal perspective. Because when I was bullied, um, I turned to someone I trusted for help. And this person told me not once, but every single time that I turned to them, why don't you just go die? So coming from someone I trusted and not even a bully, that was hard to take. But the reason I did not take any drastic steps is because I thought about my family. I thought about what my parents would do without me. They would have to live with that guilt that they did not do enough. And you know what? Let me tell you, I'm a parent myself, and parents deal with enough guilt. You know, you always feel you're not good enough. You, you didn't do enough for your child. So... When we are being bullied, the problem is we're so focused on the pain and the misery of it that we forget that people who actually love us. 
and just stop, take a moment, think about them. Think about how will they actually cope without you. They are people that love you and focus on those people. It is not an option purely because they're people who love you and they can help you. You just need to reach out. You know, reach out, they will help you. Focus on those who love you because that will take your mind away from hurting yourself. They will not want to see you hurt. And that's why I always say, please make a list of all the people, grandparents, cousins, parents, you have friends. In my book, I specifically talked about um, senior students who were amazing to me and so friendly and so helpful. And when you start focusing on the right people that really love you and care about you, then you realize, okay, you know, there might be a handful of people that are being horrible to me, but they're like 10,000, not 10,000, but they're 10 people at least who really love me and care about me and I can reach out to them for help. And they will see how bad the situation is. Talk about it. And again, like I say, one of the reasons I have those templates in my book is to teach children how to talk about what's going on, to give them the right words to get the results that they are looking for. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast, to Border to Border on KFRK in Denver. And, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Building self-confidence after being bullied. Break that down for us. Oh, that is very, very, very interesting. So when we are bullied, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, how you feel not good enough, right? And I remember when I first um, mentioned that I want to write this book, one of my friends who attended this boarding school with me was bullied, and I didn't know. I guess we all lived in our own little world. And she said to me, how do you move on? Um, and that was a very interesting question, which I then decided to address in my book. Uh, and I actually did call it, how do you move on? So touching briefly on this, the first step in moving on is recognizing that none of the bullying faced by the victim was by any way or means the victim's fault. It is so normal to question and doubt yourself when you've been through something so traumatic. You know, stop asking yourself, why did this happen to me? We try to find logic behind the pain to justify it, to blame karma, because we want to rationalize what happened. There is no rationale. I always say, it's not your fault. You've got to hear it over and over. It's not your fault. And then, like I said earlier, you have to recognize that you're a hero because it takes a special kind of person to have faced the bullying and survived it. You choose to keep trudging forward. So you need to start seeing yourself as a hero. You know, happy people don't hurt other people, and your bullies are unhappy people. So none of this is actually the victim's fault. You always were and you will always remain a hero. The next step is forgive yourself because as a victim of bullying, it is so normal to blame yourself for what happened to you. You know, I did that for so many years. And then I just started this very simple practice. I started looking at myself in the mirror every day, looking into my own eyes, and in my reflection, I would just say, I'd look at my reflection, I'd say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I'd literally just take that deep breath and release that energy. It's like, okay, you know what? This is not my fault. And I forgive myself for thinking that it was my fault. And then I started surrounding myself with those people who love and lift my spirits up, my family members, friends. I actually um, talk about this. Uh, the school I went to was a boarding school, and I was bullied in boarding school. 
and uh, we had ladies that worked in the laundry room, and they were so kind to me. I used to actually hang out in that laundry room just to be around people that just accepted me the way I was, just to feel that love, right? So spend time with people that, you know, love you. Don't, when you get home, do not go to your room and close the door. Spend time with your children. One of the things I always, always do with my children without forcing it on them is like, okay, after school, you know, we all sit around the dining table, we're having after school snacks, and we are totally post-morteming the school day. What happened today? How did it go? You know, everything. It's that connection, that human connection with one another. I think that is missing a lot these days because we're all so busy. Everyone's kind of like looking at their phones, ticking away, half listening to what their child is saying. Put that phone down, look them in the eye, spend that time with them, make that connection with them as a parent. Then again, as a victim of bullying, I would say seek out activities that make you happy. I tried everything uh, under the roof. I tried playing hockey. I was no good at it. And then I started playing badminton. And then I actually ended up in university joining the badminton team, and I was ranked second. I even went as far as deciding to participate in the InterVarsity Queen contest, and I was crowned second runner-up. Um, and around six years ago, just to battle uh, you know, depression and change because I quit my career, I took up strength training as well. So do something that is creative that fills you with positive energy. It can be anything, painting, pottery, sports, singing, dancing, anything that taps into the creative side of your mind. And then when you immerse yourself in that energy of creation, it washes out all those negative feelings associated with bullying. And remember, you are a hero that will keep trudging forward. And I say this because I was told to end my life, and I didn't. I'm here. I'm sharing my story. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on Talk America Live, KFRK in Denver as well. And uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, understanding that bullying can leave lifetime scars and affect one's behavior. So with me, what had happened with bullying is I wanted people to like me. I really wanted people to like me and accept me as I was. And that made me into a people pleaser. So I would pretty much do anything to make people around me happy without questioning whether it made me happy or not. So ask yourself before you do something, am I doing this because this makes me happy or am I trying to make somebody else happy? And I actually learned this with family bullying because for 11 years I was bullied into doing things that did not make me happy but I was trying to make other people happy and accept me. Until I finally realized that, you know what, this isn't making me happy, so I'm not going to do this anymore. Yes, those family members don't speak to me anymore. Have I lost out on anything? No, I haven't. So I remember speaking to that same friend of mine who refused to be photographed, even in this day and age, because of the bullying she faced uh, 30 years ago, uh, the names that she was called. So I asked her, why are you letting your bullies win? Because by reacting to what they said by changing who you are you are letting them win so that is how it actually affects your behavior is you start changing who you are in response to the bully's words because you want them to stop i talk about this in my book as well where a specific incident um incidents i should say because there was a group of boys that used to tease me and kept telling me that i um, i stink and they would corner me and they would just say, you stink, you stink, you give off a bad smell. So I started changing my hygiene routine, scrubbing myself raw in the shower, you know, pretty much fumigating myself with deodorant. I changed my routine to make them shut up. Did they shut up? 
no, they didn't. So that's the whole thing is you have to recognize whatever you do, ask yourself, does this make me happy? Am I doing this for my own happiness? Or am I doing this because I want to fit in and I want to be accepted? Look, it's normal to be, uh, want to be liked, to want to fit in. It's so normal. We all want to be loved and liked. But make sure you want to be loved and liked by the right people, people who resonate with you. Because when they resonate with you, they will just take you as you are. They won't say, oh, you know, you should change this about yourself, or we don't like that about you. They will take you as they are. And I have a handful of friends today and you know, other family members who just love me the way I am. So I'm just going to be me, and that's what I encourage everyone else to be. And uh, when we come back after our brief time out, we have got more coming up, talking about this book with Kalani. We've got more coming up on our big program. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live here on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com as well. We've got Kaylana with us today. She joins us live talking about bullying and anti-bullying. Uh, so tell us a bit about your, your book here. Why did you decide to write this book? So it was actually my daughter who inspired me to write this book. Um, as I mentioned, it was last year, April, where I was volunteering at a, an anti-bullying workshop in her school. And as I mentioned, it was just beautifully presented, talking about compassion, talking about changing your mindset, totally focused on, you know, the effect bullying has on their victims as a deterrent. And a week after the workshop, there were bullies were at it again in school, and my daughter just said to me, Mom, what's the point of these workshops if they don't work? So it just made me question, you know, what I have been through and understanding you know, bullies and why they bully, and how I can put all of that together into some sort of a tool that would help not only teachers and parents, but specifically the children who are facing the bullying. And that's, you know, I went, you know, from pillar to post trying to figure this out. It was April last year, um, and things came together eventually because I just sort of like put it out there to the universe, like, I really want this to come together. And I ended up uh, connecting with a beautiful writing coach, and I actually wrote the first unedited draft of the book in 19 days. The idea of the way the book has been done is I've shared every single experience I went through, the lessons that I learned from that experience, and I have an exercise at the end of each chapter for the readers to develop the tools that have become second nature to me when dealing with bullies. And... um, I find them very effective. It doesn't mean that I don't face bullying today. It's just I just use the same tools because it is second nature to me. And it just kind of disarms the bully and makes them retreat into their little corner. We've got a great guest with us today. Kelana joins us here in our broadcast. She joins us live here on our world-famous Chicky Check Wire radio broadcast. Now, what elements did you draw upon to develop this book? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you repeat that again? We've got a great guest with us today. Kedlani joins us here in a broadcast. And uh, she has a fantastic, fantastic anti-bullying book out there. Tell us about what elements you drew upon to develop this book. It was purely my own experience. If someone asked me, oh, um, do you have a degree in psychology? I don't, but I have something known as common sense. Um, even throughout school and university, I was not the straight-A student. I just always had common sense. And it's like simple tools where I realized that 
you know, bullying is an ego trip. It's about, you know, who has more power. And if you don't get into that ego war, you're absolutely okay. You don't need to prove your bully wrong. It actually, if I had to pick a one thing, that one thing is your ultimate tool, your ultimate weapon. Just in a war of ego, the loser always wins. You see, it's about trying to elicit a reaction. And if you don't give the reaction, the other person, they lose steam. They, they totally lose steam. So everything that I have written about has been my entire lifetime of experiences. And it's made me into, I remember a journalist asking me, you know, would you consider yourself a survivor? I said, I'm not a survivor, I'm a thriver, if there is such a word. I thrive because I, surviving is you barely making ends meet. And my whole point is, okay, what am I going to do about this? You know, there's always two questions to ask yourself is, number one, can I do something about this? And number two, what am I going to do about it? Keep it simple. Like I say, when I look at all these anti-bullying uh, policies and procedures, it's so complicated that it's not in layman's terms. I wanted to do something that was purely in layman terms and say, this happened, this is what you could do, and this is how you can do it. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Now, uh, this book, incredibly well written. Um, what's the overall theme of the book? The overall theme is, um, so when I wrote it, uh, the, one of the things that came to me is a lot of uh, stories are out there in the media about celebrities who you know, are so successful despite you know, having been bullied. And if I was a teenager looking at that, I would think, yeah, but they're a celebrity. You know? I would not think of, okay, you know, an ordinary person came along, they faced bullying, but here they are, you know, they're standing on their own two feet and they're doing fine, they're doing better than fine. So the theme is, here's a plain Jane, and here's a plain Jane who went through all this bullying and she turned out to be absolutely awesome and she's happy being the plain Jane. It doesn't matter whether people like her or not, and it's okay. It's one of the things I've always said is the problem is we never say to ourselves, it's okay. So, you know, very few people like me, but that's okay. We don't allow ourselves to be okay with things that society considers not okay. It's about self-acceptance. And the theme is, you know, love yourself, accept yourself. It starts there. Believe yourself and believe in yourself because that's the only way other people are going to believe you if you start by believing in yourself. It starts with you. We've got a fantastic guest joining us today here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, and of course Radio Loyalty. Now, what kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far? I, you know, I'm touched by what some people are saying. I had a um, Hollywood Times journalist said to say to me, you know, she's read a lot of stuff on bullying, but what I have is a game changer. It's a game changer because it's literally a step-by-step guide. You know, I've kept it extremely simple, layman terms, no complicated language in there, no policies, no procedures. This is from one human being to another human being that is my reader. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border, on tune and iTunes, and of course, radio loyalty. 
October is National Bullying Prevention Month. Unbullied, 14 techniques to silence the critics. And Kelani with us today here on a broadcast. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Because of its simplicity. The book is me, and I am simple. That's the only thing that I really found missing out there. You know, when I was attending this anti-bullying workshop, the concepts that were taught about, you know, switching your mindset, it would, you, you know, maybe an adult would understand that, but expecting a teenager to switch their mindset is very, very difficult. You know, you can't just say, okay, let me just stop and let me just think about this differently because we are, as young minds, we're in reactive mode. So that's why I've tried to keep the book as simple as possible and as relatable as possible, saying, hey, I get you. I've been there. This is what happened to me. And, you know, I'm brave enough to tell my story. And the only reason I'm telling my story is because I believe it can help other people. So I've tried to keep it as simple as possible. And I believe the simplicity of it is what's appealing to everybody. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today before we let you go. How do we find you online? I am on LinkedIn, uh, Kalyani Pradeshi. I am on Facebook, Kalyani Speaks. And I am working on my website. My book is on Amazon, Unbullied, 14 Techniques to Silence the Critics Externally and Internally. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. There she goes. We've got more coming up on the other side. It is Talk America Live. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.